Hello and welcome back to the 100th episode of Where Are All My Friends. Damn it, that feels good to say. I can't believe we are at 100 episodes. If you thought that I wasn't going to do something special for 100, <laughs> boy, are you wrong. No, so this episode is to celebrate all sorts of things. It is with Cody Carson from Set It Off. And the reason that I chose him for 100 is, in all honesty, he's the reason I'm here. He's the reason that I know of music and that I'm aware that this could have ever even been a career. He's the reason I have a career in music, all because of our very, very early days of touring together and the very beginning of Set It Off. So this episode is a little bit different from your traditional episode. It is a whole lot of us reminiscing on some very early days and our memories of each other. Like when we first met, how pivotal that was and what we remember about each other and how we kind of learned and grew from each other. And it was just like really, really fun and cool to go back that far and kind of celebrate where we got to. We've, we've really never done this. We've never sat down to take the time to be like, damn, that's where it all started. But with that, I want to get right into this episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening and watching and subscribing and telling your friends we are at 100 episodes and that is all because of you. All right, let's get to it. Where are all my friends? This is, in my opinion, one of the most special episodes no. that I am recording episode 100 let's go with cody carson and the reason I, I was very i was thinking about this i've been thinking about this now for probably two months i was like seeing the hundred getting close yeah and i was like what am i gonna do for episode 100 and as soon as i put real thought into it i was like oh it's cody and the reason why, like, I don't know if listeners know, like, obviously we're going to get to your story, but for one <laughs> second, I'm going to do the preface and I'm going to share a little bit of why this is so important yeah. to me is, in my opinion, you are one of the most important people I have ever met in my life. And I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> you don't have to. That's, that's, thank like, you. That's, I'll explain like, though. Oh man, I... Because, I get so awkward for stuff like that. Well, okay, but check it <laughs> so out. I feel like someone just is singing happy birthday to me. Yeah, and I'm like, like, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. It's my birthday. Yeah. I, you're oh welcome. God. Thank oh, you. Man. But like, basically for me, we met when I was 17 or 18, right yeah. around that age. Wow. And I, before... Did we meet at that, oh, was it like a house party? I think so. Oh my God. I was being that guy and I was like playing guitar. You were playing. So I, I, if, if this is in fact where we met and I'm, I think it is sure it is. Cause I think it's we, where it all began. Right. We all started hanging out a lot right around that. Yeah. So like early memories of us hanging all kind of blend together, but uh -huh. I'm pretty fucking sure that this was the day because I was really good friends with a circle of friends and you were really good friends with a circle of friends. And we all came together at 318 at a house yes. party. Oh, the, the White House, 318. That's right. Oh, yeah. my God. Back in Florida. So we're all like 17, 18, like house party vibes. It yeah. was the first house that our friends got. Like it wasn't somebody's parents' house, yeah. at least for my circle that I yeah. was invited. And It was legendary. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> and I show up and there's this kid there playing acoustic guitar. Oh, my. I, I look back at that now and I'm like, oh, dude, why? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> 
I would never it's, do that now. But it's so, it's extra good too because oh, it, it, it's a moment of you and it's a moment of me because I had no idea. You were playing an all-time low song. Yeah, and probably. I had <laughs> no idea who that band was. And I walk up oh, to you man. and dead ass, I'm like, Dude, that's a great song. Did you write that? Oh, and you're like, oh no, it's uh, it's this band all the time. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know what that is, but like, that's sick. Whatever. So that's I, like- I remember you were like genuinely into it, and it made me so happy, and oh, I was yeah. so excited to talk to you about music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I. That's was- when our nerd outs began. Yes. Oh my god. Because I was such like I don't want to say like an outsider of like. No, like a misfit but like i just came from skateboarding and cars yeah like, i would go to shows but i didn't have friends that made music yeah yeah so then like when we met i was like oh whoa cool <laughs> and so like to to take it back to where you became like so important in all of it was you probably don't know this side as much but yeah. before we met I would say like I had very formative years of like 16, 17, where I had dropped out of high school and gotten a job because I just needed to save money Yeah, and didn't really have any college scholarships and didn't really know what I was doing. And I ended up getting this job in like dental sales consulting and it was cool. And I like it at that time, I was like, oh, cool, I'm saving money. And I thought I was like making money, whatever. Yeah, But I was very sheltered and I like was so awkward and I, I like... I didn't know how to be myself. And I thought like, I was just so embarrassed by like being myself. And dude, I would never, ever know that about you if you never told me that. Dude. But like then the, when I met you, you treated me like I wasn't that. I never felt that way about you. And it was like, it was just this, like we had this instant friendship where I was like, oh, cool. And like, we just had that like nerd out. That's so cool. Wow. But like, dude, I was so awkward. And then- so I was like, I guess fast forward like a little bit, like we met, we would hang out, we were in the same social circles, yeah, yeah. whatever. But I was doing this job and I was really unhappy, like really, really unhappy. And mm-hmm. I learned this lesson like very early in my life of like happiness over money always because yes. I was 18 years old making what I thought was money and fucking miserable. Yes. And then you guys, so like, I, I think at that time I was like paying for community college and just kind of like, I thought I was going to like make websites for a living. Yeah. And you had come back home. You had dropped out of Oberlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and I want to hear your perspective of this, okay. but like you came back to Florida and it was like, oh yeah, Cody's starting a band with my friends. And I was like, oh, crazy. I was yeah. like, this is so exciting. And yeah. it felt like this huge moment. And then there were those shows in South Florida. There was a weekend of three shows in South yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you guys, oh my God, so... that's, is, that, is that when we didn't have a trailer and yeah, we packed oh, the van? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We had all of our equipment in the van with us. Yes. Oh, man. Dude, yeah, I remember that. You guys just randomly asked me to come sell merch. Yeah. Like, you were like, oh, like, you, like, no business stuff. Like, yeah. It was just like, you're our You friend. were always like, the responsible one. Yeah. And we trusted you because we knew we couldn't handle that at all. So, like, <laughs> I remember, like, that moment, like, is one of the most formative moments of my entire life. Wow, really? Because I, it was the first time... I felt like I could be myself. And I felt like I was like, I'm in this van with a bunch of misfits. <laughs> and like, we were just like ripping the stupidest jokes. Yep. Like this self-deprecating oh, humor of like, you don't have to be cool or anything. It was like, you guys were so proud of just being yourselves. And specifically like you, like I literally felt like you took me under your wing and you're like, oh yeah, dude, like just be yourself. Like, it's okay. You don't have to like, 
don't worry, like be an idiot, be goofy, do Aww. anything. And with that, like after that weekend, I was like, oh, this is my life. Like I am, Hell yes. I found my calling. This is my you life. You hooked. Yes. <laughs> and through that, you instilled this, con- like I saw you and I saw how confident you were and I saw how like, you- oh. You, yeah, I gotta tell you my side then. I know I that's, was not. That's where we need to start this because <laughs> oh man, I was like, this kid can do anything, and you would record oh, wow. these covers on YouTube and you'd just upload them. And <laughs> you'd go, we'd go to house parties, and you'd just like wear like these crazy clothes, and like it was like very scene days, right? Oh, like, deep yeah, next neon the everything. Deepest, the deeper the V, the more serious, I guess you were. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you were like, how swoopy could oh, your my hair be? God. But like, you I bought just into the culture heavily. Fucking owned it and you like empowered me so much to just not care and be myself and it was like literally for the rest of my life i'll be like oh when did you learn that it was okay to be yourself and come out of your shell and it was those early days with you and like that literally led to me touring the world with you guys getting signed like dude we went through all of it oh my god and you seen it all you've seen our like our entire journey i which i think is so cool Dude, yes. And like, had I not those moments and you welcomed me into this so quickly, you were so warm and welcoming. I'm literally getting chills right now because I'm, I, because eventually what it led to is obviously we split ways eventually after yeah. years and years together. But it was I, like, even that. No, like, but like, but what I'm getting to is I, when, when that happened, I knew in my heart of hearts, I'm like, you're going to do amazing things. Like genuinely, because you're always so kept like well kept together responsible you knew how you wanted like your personal business in life run and i just couldn't wait to see it and it's so cool because i see you making these amazing relationships in the music industry this podcast which is a hundred episodes that that in, in itself is incredible like we were talking about it when we were doing uh our last episode which was that um like people usually can give up after like episode three i think i think seven's the magic number and you're at a hundred Dude. But like, there's, it's just so much that I've seen you do and it makes me so happy because now we're living in the same city together and it's just crazy to come full circle and, and be talking about like the beginning of it all. Yeah. Like, it's kind of wild to me. Like, yeah. like really trying to put it into perspective, like that there was, how many years ago it was like 14 years ago, we met at, uh, at a house party and now we're sitting on a couch in a place you live in, in LA because we both decided to take a path we wanted to, this is just nuts to me. Dude, it's crazy. And like, I look at that and I go back to it and I go back to like, I would not have been in a position, I never would have understood that a world existed where you could do this and you could go out and tour and chase your dreams and do something that wasn't just mm-hmm. a bullshit office job. <clears throat> And you showed me all of that. And like that, thank you so much for Dude. like what like what you saw in me. But like I I just genuinely loved being around you. Like like because you you were like or self-admitted, you said you weren't a musician, but you loved music. And that made I loved that about you. Like love it about you. Like it was just so cool. You were just genuinely, I loved watching you watch other bands. I loved watching you discover new songs and you showing me new songs. And when I would write a song and then you'd get excited about it, it would make me doubly excited about it. Like pages and paragraphs. The synth line. The synth line Were you there when I put the synth line in or was it that you pointed out that you liked that part? I'm trying to remember what it was. You were recording it and I was watching you record it. And I was like, no, 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 do that, do that. Yes, that's what it was. Because I don't know music. So I was like, do it different. And you're like, what? And I was like, do it again, do that, that. And like I didn't know, I was like, "Don't like play C to D." I, was like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, do the thing you've never done before. I press. 
request that one. Yeah. I just thought it was just so fun, like experiencing music with you. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so like that, I guess like that is, again, this is like a selfish episode of like, you've done enough press where like your story is there. And I wanted <laughs> this to be like just us as friends talking about certain moments that were so important and fun and crazy. Oh, and wherever this conversation goes, it goes. But I don't oftentimes talk too, too much on the podcast. I let people share their stories. Yeah. But that's why this is episode 100, because I would not fucking be here and I would not know that this entire world exists and that it was okay to be yourself if yeah, it weren't I'm for you. I'm so happy and, and, and proud to be any part of that in your life. I really am, man. Dude. My besties. <laughs> so, thank you. Dude, um, I, I, I don't know what to say. I know. I'm just, I'm just really, I, I'm honored to be even thought of in that way. Seriously. Like, I'm, I'm just happy that you're here. I'm happy that we're here. And it, it, yeah, we're like, it's crazy for me because in the same way that you saw those things about myself, like I literally saw you as a superhero <laughs> when we like started, I was no. like, what can't he do? Like he no. makes YouTube videos, he no, writes no, these no, no, songs, no. And he records them and he knows uh, how to play guitar. And he like, you, dude, you gave me this platform to be myself <laughs> and I'm forever, like forever grateful of that. So dude. to make this go in a direction yeah, of us yeah. talking about things. <laughs> Take me back to those early days. Like what okay. I'm curious about is you came back to Florida. Yes. As like Cody's dropping out of Oberlin and starting a band and yeah. it's going to be serious. That's how yeah, I yeah, yeah. take me back to, I know that that was a place like a crazy pivotal moment. It for was, you. it was take one me of back the darkest to, like, moments of my life. Probably being in Ohio and mm -hmm. making that decision and what your life looked like that before we even met. Yeah. I mean, I guess to get to that point, I might have to bring it back a little bit further Go. to like how I met our circle of friends, Yeah, which was, I was in bands in high school. So like I, first of all, the confidence that I had was like, it was shiny and it was delicate because it was brand new and I had no idea if I was even confident. Cause I, I really wasn't because in, all of middle school and like freshman year to like beginning of sophomore year, I had, I had no confidence whatsoever. I was always picked on. I did not know what he liked me. Boohoo. You know what I mean? Like I just, I couldn't find my place. And then I got in my first band. I like auditioned and I was like a drummer in a band and I felt at home. I felt confident. Like that. I think that's where I really, I blame any confidence that I ever found any like drop of it was from playing a show. And cause I felt, I don't know, like there's this feeling of adrenaline and you just feel a little invincible when you're playing a show because yeah. everyone's there for the same purpose. You're just enjoying music and, and you're trying to, I love performing because I grew up, my parents were in a band and I would watch them perform and then they would like, bring me on stage to play clarinet. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. They like brought you on tour. Yeah. 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 I, like, some part of my childhood was like, um, if the nanny couldn't watch us while they had to play some shows, we would literally go on their bus and we would go to wherever they were going. And there was like, you know, for a week in the summer, they play Hershey park. And it, as soon as you know, they were so, you know, being parents, they were so proud of us. Like if we could sing at all or play anything, they made us a part of their show. Yeah. And so I was like, kind of like born into a love for this. And I, I truly feel it's, it was like, watching them and do what they loved like they were like not to sound corny but they were like superheroes to me yeah because like i would be like just watching them like all these people watching them and my mom's singing and i'm like what the hell and my dad's playing trumpet and doing background vocals but like i never really had that i always wanted to be in a band 
Um, and like, I got my first drum kit at 13, then it fast forward, got in a band and I started to feel more like, okay, I know what I, I love doing. I, I, could, I forgot you were a drummer first. Like yeah. I knew that about you. Yeah, you I, was said that, and I was like, oh shit, that's right. I, I, the, dude, the truth is I was very self-conscious about singing, yeah. extremely self-conscious about singing. And it kind of stemmed from like, I was... I wanted to do background vocals in the band that I, the first band I was in. Eventually, I worked up to being able to do drums and background vocals. And then one time, dude, there was this <clears throat> pivotal moment in my life. It was like a first real crushing blow to me. And it was, we weren't even that serious of a band. We never toured. We just played local shows. Yeah. Um, but there, we were recording our first album. And recording drums in the studio was one of the most stressful things for me because you have to be damn near perfect. You're like playing to a click track. And like my heart's racing, I'm trying to not mess up and not get ahead of time. And I, um, and I was, and I think it started causing some doubts about my abilities within the band that I was in. All of a sudden this new guy started hanging out who was a drummer. I was like, am I like being replaced right now? What's going on? Then I found out like, he's like, I think he like were filled in for a rehearsal instead of me. And I was like, this guy was like way cooler than me. Like, yeah. he was, like, an awesome like, guy. You just see, like, they were yeah. coming in, the, like, the fan is blowing No, like, he might hair. as well have had, like, walked in, like, flipped his hair and yeah. been like, I'm replacing you. And I would have been like, guy, you understand. <laughs> yeah, You're yes. really cool. Yeah, here's the keys to my car. <laughs> yeah. Too, man. <laughs> and so it, it eventually ended up, like, before it eventually happened, because he did uh, end up replacing me. I oh, was fuck in, that dude, oh, you, you actually, saw the writing on the wall. Oh, I saw the off. writing on the wall. We were all in a in a van together, driving somewhere. A newfound glory came on, and I was singing along uh, to "Understatement," which is like my all time favorite song by them. And that guy turned around to me and goes, "Dude, you should stick the drums." Turned said, "Like, like I'm not even joking." Said I should stick the drums, and then took my job. It was like I was. I remember. I'm. I'm not even joking with you. I was sitting on the floor of a gymnasium, bawling my eyes out because we were hosting a gym. And I was bawling in front of them. I couldn't control my emotions. How old were you? I was 16. Dude, That that's fucking mean. And because they were all older than me. They were all like five to six years older than me. And so like they like they were doing what they, because and I, I try to put myself in their shoes. Like in their mind, they have to make it. And yeah. right now is the time. Yeah. And I wasn't the guy. Wait, actually, you know what? I think it was about to happen. And no, you know what? It was about to happen. It was the, the wheels were in motion. That was their intention. But I yeah. think the band broke up before it could actually get into place. Uh, Sorry, I was huh. sixteen. It was so freaking long ago. Jokes on. But those I suckers. was. I remember bawling in front of them and just being miserable and and having to deal with that. So that confidence that I saw in you when I met you was not was a, always there. no. It was cr it was like a work in progress and barely to say that. Like because shit. Then I was like, I. But the way I've always worked is like I. I've always thought of myself as an underdog in a way yeah just because like I, i've never i wasn't like born with the ability to be a, like a really good singer i got made fun of it honestly mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i i had to work really hard for it i had to like take lessons i still do um but it was just one of those things where when he said that to me i was like okay i want to prove you wrong like that, I, I, I think everyone works a little bit differently, but I, I've always been a very competitive person. I like competition. I'm like, you know, I love board games yeah, and yeah, I want to yeah, win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but when someone tells me I can't do something, it upsets me greatly. And instead of just wanting to yell back, I just, I channel it and I'm like, okay, well, this is my fuel now. My yeah. I, I, success is the best revenge. I I've, want, and I've fucking seen you turn that on. Oh. Like I, I've seen moments in your life where like <laughs> your demeanor changes, like just yeah. a focus washes over you. So <laughs> this is maybe one of the first times of that. I think in the sense of music, 
I, I think that was because I I've I felt like I've always responded well to harsh coaching. Mm-hmm. Like when I was doing clarinet, I would I would go to like these like master classes and stuff, and you can get torn apart in there. Like one time, I was about to play in front of uh, an entire group of peers, and I was like feeling myself. I was confident. I was like, I'm about to kill this. I went, <gasps> and he goes, stop. <laughs> I took a breath. I didn't even play a note. Called me out in front of everybody. He goes, that's a bad breath. The idiot with the breath. Yeah. He made me hey. lay on the floor on my back and like, so I could experience what it's like to have like your lungs open up. Granted though, I wasn't mad at it. It changed my tone forever and like wow. honestly greatly helped me. But like that, that stuff is okay with me. I went to Tarpon Springs High School where like Kevin Ford is responsible for shaping me, I feel like into who I am today. Oh yeah. And that guy was like, he, he accepted nothing but like you have to have incredible work ethic if you're yeah. going to be a part of that band. So like all these like little pieces in play. Now I'm in these. It's, I'm now I'm finally in a band in high school, and then that band disbanded. I got in a new band. It was literally called One More Shot because it was my last shot. Oh my god! It was me, uh, my brother-in-law at the time, and our friend uh, Doug, mm-hmm. and, and eventually our friend Steven. Um, but we we played shows in hopes that I don't know. We never toured. I, I I don't like we didn't understand I don't think we fully understood how important it was to tour. Yeah. We were just hoping that something would click and boom, we're making it now. And now we have to tour. I think that's what we were kind of hoping in the back of our minds. But regardless, that's when I started to really feel more like myself. Cause at this point now in this band, I'm drums and co-lead vocals. Oh, and okay. so I'm like working my way up. I'm singing more. And the only way I would practice back then though was just I'd sing along to my favorite albums. Sure. And um I was I remember when I would play shows as one more shot. Like I I I was moving so much on the drum kit that I could tell I want to be up front. I want to be influencing the crowd because I know the more I move, the more they want to move. And that was, that was like exhilarating to me. Okay. And um, then at that point, I eventually, I wanted to learn how to write songs that I never knew. And, and Jeremy, uh, my brother-in-law at the time, yeah. was writing all the songs. And so he started to teach me because he would like just... It would blow my like literally. There was a point it, like in this band where I would see him write and be like, da, 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 ba, da, ba, da, and I'd be like, "How are you just mumbling stuff? How do you know what to do? Like you're forming nonsense words and they're coming out and yeah, it doesn't, it's not freestyling." He goes, "You just do it, man." Like so, he like kind of took me under his wing and kind of showed me how to just like, you know, just expel your thoughts without worrying about editing while you, as you're going and like, oh, like oh, this is what writing is. Like, oh, you just like kind of sing and whatever comes out, hopefully it makes sense at first. Yeah. And then you like, the more you do it, the more you can fine tune it, the more things make more sense. Then I started writing. I wrote like one, two songs for that band, uh, working with him, one on my own. And then I wrote one song just for myself. I wrote a love song for this girl I was dating at the time called, her name was Marjorie. Oh and my I, God, that's yeah, a Marjorie. That's a Marjorie. I was, in, I was in college. I met her actually at like a clarinet camp. And I was like, Head over heels. But I was always like, <laughs> the, every, the, the next girl I ended up dating, I was like, this is the one, yeah. breaks my heart. No, yeah. this is the one, breaks my heart. Well, like, <laughs> I, I wrote the, that song with Marjorie for her, and that was kind of like my first time really writing a song. And I remember my parents, like, like they would, they, you know, they'd hear me play drums. They'd be like, that's okay, man. Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like really supportive of the song. Yeah. And they were like, no, this is good, man. We got Dude, something here. Dude, it is here. good. I, I remember it. it. I look back now and I'm like, I played it on stream not too long ago, and I like some of the lyrics like make me cringe. Sure, but then I'm like, but, but I was like, just starting, so like I can accept it. That's fucking crazy that that's like one of the first, if not the first song. It's my you- first solo song I ever wrote. Like I've never written like like there was a song called Your Game, and that was about <laughs> this is so so funny thing about where it's where it stemmed from. There's this girl in high school that I had a crush on, 
And uh, we skipped class once and I was like, we were flirting and we went to a McDonald's and we were, I think we went up in the play place and I was going to like kiss her. And I was like, oh my God, this is happening. It's all happening now. And she was like, I can't. Because she was really like, I was led to believe that like, like we have something because I have a boyfriend. Yep. And I was like, whoa, like <laughs> well, I've been severely led on and it like, that at that age like that's the most devastating thing in the world to you absolutely, absolutely stop the presses yeah stop How the presses i'm going through a travesty yeah so i wrote a song about it and it was called your game and that was the one in the band i'm just rambling right now but well, okay but so to bring it back to omarjorie yeah. this is like the beginning of you did you upload that to youtube yeah so I, and when i was in college I, it was like a music conservatory. So all the kids yeah. were like really proper and loved classical music. No one listened to what I listened to. Right. And I missed being in a band. Like my one more shot was done. I'm in college and it's like, okay, I guess being in a band's over now. Uh, like it hurt. Uh, it really hurt. And I didn't get along with anyone like that closely. In fact, like I was the butt of a few jokes over there. Wow. Uh, Cause I was like, I've always been a very, I don't know. Uh, it, not too long ago, my friends helped me realize, and I, I don't even take it as an insult, that like my spirit animal is a golden retriever. Like, okay. I just, and, like, and I agree with it. Like, yeah, I'm like just like, kind, who's here for like, fun? Yeah. Hi, you want to be friends? You want to be friends? How do you like games? I like games. And <laughs> I would- encapsulates you so well. <laughs> but the, what, I re, what I didn't realize is that's not the best way to make friends with mm. people you don't even know. Yeah. And so like, I was, I think I rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because I would just- I always assumed it would just be like, hi, how are you? Right. And people would be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I wish like, it was so which naive. Is, which is actually <laughs> funny to think about it because that's why we were friends. Yeah, that's yeah, why exactly. it was like two golden retrievers <laughs> met at a house party. And it was like, you're playing that song on the guitar. That's cool as hell. And you're, you're like, like, thanks. You like music? I like music. That's Let's cool talk about music. <laughs> it's like, like that. I resonate so much with people that are just, there's no guard up. When you're just like, hey, you like friendship? Friendship's great. You are not fitting in. in no, college. no, no, no. I tried. I don't know. A lot of people don't know this. I tried to start set it off at that college. Really? I didn't know what it was called at the time, obviously. Yeah. But I wanted to start a band there because I was so, I was just listening to my favorite bands. Like, as a lot of people know at the story, I discovered All Time Low via MySpace at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, who is this? Because I was in like, so, like my peak love. Oh, uh, yeah, 2007. Yeah. I heard Cobb Shop soundtrack as someone's profile song. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best song I've ever heard in my life. And like, I was putting it up against all my favorite like pop punk, pop rock bands. Yeah. And I was hooked. I listened to all their stuff. And it was really fun as I got to like, you know, I, I would watch their videos and see them having such a good time on tour. And I was like, man, I could be doing that. Like I, I, I can't do that. And I, for classical music, I'm going into a, a, a practice facility and rehearsing four hours every day to go do our recital for a bunch of people that are like usually elderly and I can not relate to it all. And all what must've been like 20 something hours of work for this one piece of music. And the song ends and we get this. It just was not. It's not worth it like, to me. Yeah. I, I, I it really put things into perspective of how much performing is my passion. Like yeah. I love music. I love writing. I love being around music and, but performing is really my passion. Yeah. And it wasn't, I wasn't getting enough of it. And so like, how, how long were you in Oberlin before everything changed? I barely completed the first year. Oh my God. Like in one year there, I started, I discovered all time low. I started doing acoustic covers because before it was as easy as I had this like MacBook computer with a, with a webcam on it. Yep. You just hit record one take yep. done. But yep. then eventually that changed because people started doing highly produced and I'm like, that's well, this right. sucks. Now I'm going to sound like I suck. Yeah. I'm just trying to do a one take. Right. So then I couldn't, that's why, that's really why I dropped off and doing YouTube covers because I don't have the time or effort to do something that it, feels so like 
I don't know, right now it feels thankless when I could be putting my time into this band. Well, that and it's like it's not as authentic as what it once was. Like you were just like, oh, this is fun. There's no pressure. It's just like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it was performing. And it felt like performing. It's funny because I talk to people now. Like, I feel like when the band started, I think that we all kind of grew up on the first wave of the internet and social media. Like, I attribute our early success of Set It Off to us being YouTube kids. Uh, But we were YouTube kids before YouTubers. Yes. Like, we, we, it never, dude, the culture changed significantly. Take, go back to us making We Gonna Set You Off videos. Yeah. And the Flip Minnow. That Dude. thing, looking back, like it was great at the time. Amazing. To today's standards, that thing is a piece of crap. So bad. Yeah. But like, go back and tell us that that would be like a way of like us having to focus on content or like that, that we would yeah. monetize that. Like, no, it was literally so different. And yeah. it was just genuine. Like, we were like, oh, well, we're going on this, these tours or traveling wherever we can. Mm-hmm. We should film it because this is the coolest thing we've ever done. Yeah, it was like home movies, but like young stupid kids yes, making fart jokes. Exactly. But because you had uploaded those covers when you did, and we should probably talk about the all-time low moment. Yes, but absolutely. That got traction, and it you did. had a YouTube following, and because of that YouTube following, we could pretty much go to any city that we would tour to on a DIY tour, and like ten people would it, show up. Yeah, and that was like phenomenal and that was to us. Insane. The and, idea that the internet worked, the yeah. idea that we could make friends off of the internet, yes. came from you. Just so, but it was. But what I will say is, it was very tactical on my part when I was in college. Really, it wasn't as simple as me like I'm going to do a cover and upload. Okay, it. so explain exactly this because this is yeah, I don't so, know you yet. So I, I don't. I've never talked about this side of it before. Like I, I think it, one of my defining traits of me as a person is like problem solver. Like that's what I love to do. Like I get very analytic. I'm like, okay, here's a problem. How do I solve this? And for me, my problem was no one knows about me or my music and I'd love to be able to do this at a grand scale. So I would do covers of bands and musicians that I knew were popular at the time. And what was really easy to do back then is you could post your video as a response to a video that would show up under that person's YouTube video. So I would do a cover of that artist, respond to that, to, to that artist on that song, and then people would then accidentally find it. And then word of mouth and other clicks would get more traction to the video. So that's when I was doing in college. I was like, okay, this is, I want people to, to find me and I want them, I, if, they, if they like what I'm doing, cool. And then, I, cause I, I was also writing songs. So then if they find this, that'll be a source of promotion. I'll have this built-in fan base who are now subscribers and now I'll post my own songs on YouTube. And then now they're listening to me and not me just doing covers. Like that was my loose plan while I was in college. Well, I should have been focusing on classical oh. music. Here's where it gets fucked up. Yeah. Is your dad got cancer. Yes. And I don't know. I'm curious if oh, like, this is important for sure. Because like, I feel like you had a fuck it moment, like a fuck it. I'm going all in. Well, here's where it was. Um, so my dad actually had cancer when I was uh, doing these bands initially in high school. So he was battling for a long time. Okay. Um, and he was very supportive. He, he wanted me to give it a shot, but also he knew the realistic thing for me was to go to college for clarinet because that's what I was really good at at the time. Yeah. And like, I I decided, you know, obviously I have to, this is going to be my life now. And so he really wanted to see me succeed at that because the story about my dad is he went to Berkeley for trumpet and he dropped out of Berkeley to be in a band. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Holy and shit. I think he was afraid of that for me because as much fun as he had, he had a really good time and he they did amazing things. 
But when I was growing up, he was fighting his ass off getting jobs and like being a salesman and, and he's supporting the family. And I think there was a part of him, I never got this out of him, but I think there was a part of him that was a, like petrified for me to, to take the same path. Yeah. But, the, the, but the reality is, if that were to be where the end of my trail like leads, I don't care. I'm really happy the, with that I went for it. And he saw it too. So the, the story of like the, the pivot was that I was, um, I was in high, sorry, I was in college and I did a cover of an all-time low song and Alex, being the sweet soul that he is, responded to it. Yeah. And I, I think I responded back asking if I could sing on stage. Yeah. And then I, being as stubborn and persistent as I am, took to their, I think their forums and asked if they would ask him at a show. Yeah. to see if he saw it. And he probably already, like, I don't know. I've never asked him about this, but I was being annoying about it. I truly was. You he, were being perfectly he, annoying. He though. didn't He didn't have to do it, and he did. Yeah. And I, I honestly, will, I'll never be able to thank him and that band enough for being, like, the amazing guys that they are. Because that one moment that they gave empowered you to have that confidence. It, it, it told me that that's my path. Because he he said I could go, I told him I already had my ticket. I wasn't expecting them to get me in. I'm going to the show, whether it's happening or not, as a fan or if I can have this opportunity. And he was so cool and kind to say, yeah, you're going to sing on stage with us. Went to the show. I sang uh, as the singer, Coffee Shop Soundtrack on stage. And I'll never forget that feeling for the rest of my life. There's a part in the bridge where I would, I would watch their videos. Again, very analytical. I would, I would watch how they like would utilize their like props on stage to get the crowd going. They had these like ego risers that they would get on to get the crowd going. I literally was in a practice facility where I should have been playing clarinet. Yeah. I put a paper towel over the window and set up two chairs uh, on the, at the front of the wall that I'm like, okay, these are the ego risers. I'm on stage. And I put on my, put in my headphones. I started listening to this song and I practiced. How do I want to do this? Like, if I'm going to get this chance, I don't want to fuck this up. And I want to make sure that I go on and I make an impression and so I, I legit rehearsed it. And it was important to me. I wanted to look like I've been there before, even though I haven't. And so I got the opportunity. And the moment that sealed it for me was the bridge. Like, uh, make all of my decisions for me. I think they're doing like a static bump, 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 bump. And I was like, I'm going to go up and do like the eight mile hand in the air up and down. And I did. I got on one of the Eagle Risers and I did the up and down moment. And the whole crowd did it back. It's a sold out house of blues in Cleveland. And I'm just like, I'm, I got chills in because I can feel it. Like it was, I'm like, this is the greatest moment I've ever felt. I, I got off stage and I'm just like, I'm buzzing. I'm yeah. like so adrenaline fueled. I'm being, I'm, I punished. I was like acting, asking certain males like, hey man, if I start a band, will you take us on tour? Oh and they're oh like, oh, God. of course, man. Just being the nicest guys, not expecting us to ever make, become a band that could actually <laughs> tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were being really nice. And I was really, they, no one even had to give me the time of day, yeah. but they were all really kind and everyone was really cool. But that night I got home and I called my mom. It was four in the morning, I think. Uh, and yeah, it was like three or four in the morning. My mom, she always picks up. Love her to death. She, she always picks up. And I told her, I was like, mom, I, I have to do this. Like, this is my passion. I, I know, because what I didn't mention is a week before, I tried to tell my dad and my mom that I want to be in a band. I don't think I can do this. And my dad, who was very ill at the time, was so distraught about the idea of, of this yeah. that he got up and he took a walk around the block. To me, I was like, if I choose to do this and he passes and I don't have his blessing, I'm going to hate myself. So I, I was like, okay, no, don't worry. I'll stick with it. And I went and did. And I, I called my mom again. I was like, I have to. I have to. 
just show him the video, please. There's videos on YouTube. She goes, okay, I'll show him tomorrow. She brings him over to the computer and uh, he watches me performing this song. And she, she looks at him and he's just smiling ear to ear. And he, um, he goes, we got to let him do it. We got to oh let him. God. So they called me and told me to take a year off of college. And that was their stipulation is, is you got to take a year off of college and see how this thing goes. Granted, it's been many years since then. But you take a year off of college and see how this thing goes. And the sad part of the story, but also the most poetic part of the story to me, is I got his blessing and he passed away exactly one week after that. I he, didn't realize it was that. Exactly one week. I played the show on May 2nd. He passed away May uh, 10th. I, be, I feel terrible for even second guessing that. But Dude. it's just a lot to digest sometimes. Um, and I came home right away. I didn't finish my finals. I, I came home and in my mind, I was like, I'm doing this for him. You know, like I, I'm going to prove to him that I can do this thing. Like I, I was so motivated because I had this recent spark from the performance and then getting their blessing. It's been a while since I talked about this. It's, I forgot how emotional this is. That's what I felt though. Cause that's, I that's was, when we met. I it's had like, no choice but to succeed. And you came home and it was this like, when you're 17, 18, like people have confidence and whatever, but like yeah. you had a conviction. Yeah. It was like, oh, he's coming back and like he means business. Mm -hmm. Like this is about to be real. Yeah. Dude, there, I remember we were re rehearsing until like three in the morning sometimes, getting ready for the first show. And like, I, I, I kind of look back and I was like, was I too harsh? <laughs> like, I don't know. Dude, but we like, needed it. Like, yeah. like earlier, like you were saying, you're like, yeah, like, uh, yes, we all had to talk about it. And like, it was, it did cause a rift at one point. Because I got a little crazy at one point. It was like really over the top, but I'm glad we had that talk. Yes. Because it really put things into perspective for me and it changed me. But and that's when we got so tight. And it needed to yeah. be, it needed to happen exactly the way it did. Because yeah, if we right. did not have your vision and we did not have that drive, that insane focus that you had when you came back to do it it wouldn't have happened the way it did because like failure was not an option and no, don't get me wrong still isn't every moment of that is some of the most fun memories i ever have like yeah. i've never worked harder in my life yeah but it was like we gave each other this level of confidence because i come into yeah. the picture shortly after that we god meet at the we house needed party. you oh my god <laughs> We were running wild. We needed somebody. <laughs> well, that's like that. That is like where I found my purpose and my like, oh, my God, because yeah. I've always viewed music and creatives as like something like I just don't like I'm pretty sure I'm actually tone deaf and like I can try <laughs> to play an instrument and like, dude, I just don't have it. And that's fine. Who cares? But exactly. Like, all right, cool. Like, there's yeah. whatever else I'm good at. Yeah. But it was like. I saw you guys and I felt welcomed into this. And like, we were not only just friends playing Call of Duty, eating frozen pizzas, watching yeah. The Office. Oatmeal and, cream pies. Oh my God. <laughs> like, not only did we just yeah. have like this great amount of friendship, but then when you guys showed that you actually needed me, where like you had all this drive and all this creative energy. And I was like, how the fuck are y'all running this? Like, what are you doing? Dude, and that's, I, and that's why we realized you were so pivotal is like, we didn't realize how unorganized we were. And I think what it was for me was, oh God, this is bringing it way back. My, like my brother-in-law who got me into that band, he was in a ska band before I was ever in a band with him uh, called Chubby Tough. <laughs> and I would attend their concerts and my, my sister would do their merch. Yeah. And she's now on, like, a high, like a higher up advisor at Wells Fargo. Like she's yeah, been yeah, like yeah. had she, money together for a while. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, she was like you got to have that together. 
Yeah. Like, you really got to have that together. And I was like, I don't know anybody. Like, I was like, wait right. a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for me, that was this moment where I was like, oh, something like to this day, like what I view as like my purpose is to help exceptional people accomplish things that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. So I've always been like, wait, these amazing performers need me like i can bring value <laughs> god like, yes we did and it was so cool to me where i was like okay cool they've got it as far as the vision i was like cody like he'll go i knew every night you would go on and put put on the best show anyone had <laughs> like you would give it 110 percent every night and you talk to every fan and you do everything you could and you'd write songs to the best ability and i knew i didn't have to worry about that at all but i was like what i need to do is i need to make sure that all of the books are perfect yeah. and make sure we're getting to every show on time and make sure all of these things so like where you empowered me like where it was like okay cool if i've got this he's got this yeah and it was like that was one of the most important pivotal moments of my life seeing that and having that like balance dude it was so important to have you because i remember it started as just merch and just making sure that like whenever we were making money, whatever small amount it was back then, that yeah. we at least had it like accounted for. And also you helped us save. Like yeah. you helped us like, I think it was at the time, if we, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like if we have a thousand dollars, we're broke. Mm. And like you, mm -hmm. you, you kind of, you had that sort of mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was amazing to have that. I never wanted to think about that stuff. Yeah. I just want to be the guy that does the music. I don't want to think about the business side of things. Yep. Though that since has changed, now I've had to be very involved in that. Well, because but, I would always look at it like I was like, okay, every time we show up at a concert, whether it's ten people or thirty people, I think thirty was impressive at the time. Oh, it was fantastic. But like I was <laughs> we like, brought thirty kids. Every time we get there, every time he plays in front of new people, we get fans and we get further along. And I was like, we need to make sure that we can get to every single opportunity that's possible. And mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we have merch when we're there, whatever. So any amount of money, like I would calculate, like I would build in, I'd be like, we need this many shirts and we're selling them for this much and mm -hmm. we need this much money for gas. Yeah. And we're getting a hundred dollars if we're lucky for this whole weekend. You're, you're, you created the budget. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, it was in my head, it was just an equation of how can I make sure that there's always money to get these guys in front of more people? Yeah. And it was just that. Yeah. Because once you guys were in front of people, it was game over. I think that's what made it so powerful in, in our beginning. Like, not that we skyrocketed to fame or anything like that, but like why we were such a great team is because we all had our strengths. Yes. And we knew what everyone needed to do. And, and we empowered each other. Yeah. Wow. We all had the same goal. We wanted to just see each other make it. We wanted to come up together. And, and we kept fighting for that. And that's what I think made that so special and so much fun. And it was easy to root for each other and, and to fight for each other. And I remember the day we, we transitioned you from uh, merch to, to tour manager. We did a little hazing that day. <laughs> I think you didn't love it at the time, but it was so you funny. Hit the cash box we thing? hit the cash box and we tried to make you feel like you lost it. <laughs> I forgot. Because that's about something that. you would never in a million years do. <laughs> you would never ever that would like under your watch, not a chance. So we had to like it was like even hard to make that happen. <laughs> and so we were you were like, and then you went into serious mode searching for it as you were, like you took responsibility, you went to go fight to look for it. I'm like, dude, we got it. Well, and then uh, you were rightfully upset at the time because it was shit. like dangling the, the one thing you yeah. had in front of you and we're like, we want you to be our tour manager. And then you took on more responsibilities. And then I truly feel like after that, we leveled up even more. Yeah. And that, that, that's, that's one thing that I always look at with our band that I, I, I am really proud of is, sure, we've never gone like 
like at this sort of an angle, like straight up, but it's been a very slow and steady decline. Sorry, yeah. e- incline. <laughs> yeah. You know, things Here we're crashing we and burning Here right we now. Go. It's, it's just where you've been declining since the first day. No, this is fine. it's been a slow and steady incline. And I feel like I prefer that because I feel like the foundation is then more sturdy. Dude, the set it off fan base has like, that's, yes. It's the most amazing thing ever. Dude, it really is. And I saw that from day one. And again, like that's where it's crazy because- I watched you build something where like you had to be that on front man that had that drive because you were always pushing us where you're like, guys, like we need to make these like Q and a YouTube videos. We need to like, I need to, I need to be on stick cam and play music and I need to do these things. And like, there wasn't an option and it was just like, we really empowered each other. And I think also, as I think about it in real time, as we're talking, I think we all came from a very different space but we all had a taste of how bad normal life was. Yeah. We all, like, as soon as we had the opportunity to tour, we knew how shitty and boring regular life yeah. was. So we were like, we will do anything <laughs> to the not odd jobs? have to, oh. The odd the jobs odd in between jobs. tours? Because, like, there was a moment where we first started touring that, like, we would literally make zero dollars. In oh, fact, a we moment, were, dude, oh, we so have <laughs> years. <laughs> I try to feel like it's a moment, but it was a long time. You like, worked at Party City Moe's. Yep. I worked at Moe's. I found out my now fiance worked at that same Moe's, by the way. Didn't you shit your pants at Party City? <laughs> You're going to go there. <laughs> I'll tell it. I'll tell the story. Oh, my God, you animal. Okay. Yes. That happened. <laughs> I didn't even mean to, dude. I just saw oh, as soon as no, I was thinking about fine. it. It's funny. fine. It's so funny. God. So what happened was. What had happened was I was working at a party city during holiday season, which is the worst time you could work. It was Halloween season where people go, oh, look, a cool mask. They put it on. And then when they're done with it, they try to see how far they can throw it so that you have to go grab it and pick it up, putting stuff away all day. That's all you do. I was at the cash register and I was just I was just trying to see how many times I could say meow. It's like I think it was around the time that Super Troopers came out. So I was like, I was trying to see how many times I could say meow as like my little joke. Uh, and I don't remember what my record was, not important, but at one time I, um, I thought I had to fart as the stories usually go. And, um, it wasn't that. And I merely went from like, ha ha ha, that happened in straight face. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I have to go. I think I said, I have to throw up. I like cloaked it and that's better. Excuse me. I have to go vomit. So that was, that was, an, that was probably my, my favorite day. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to throw you under the bus. No, no, not at just- all, dude. It's fine. Dude, we, but like that was like early us, right? Like we didn't have, we, like the idea of having shame was instantly gone. Yeah. It was just welcome to the van, have no shame. Yep. Nothing's yep, yep. off the table. And here's every embarrassing story we've ever yep. had. But most vulnerable place. But, and what I was going to say was like, that was also like so empowering because yeah. again, like coming back to like you kind of taught me how to be myself was all of these things were like, in high like in high school or wherever like if you're like oh i shit my pants at a job like that's the easiest thing to get made fun of or whatever but like yeah. it wasn't that it was us being like that's awesome yeah. that's so yeah, funny it's you funny and who cares yeah like what like is my life over no like yeah. if you're right it's the, it's the the ability to be shameless is so important that's to an extent what it was. to an yes. extent yes. but like the like i recently realized out here that's been the thing that's been making me the most happy is like in LA so often you go out to like an event or a party and I would I used to be so in my head yeah. and so worried about what everyone thinks but me and Shay feel so confident recently out here like I'm just constantly learning how to build confidence in different areas of my life and the thing here is socially yeah and we just realize that we don't care 
Yeah. Like we like we're going to be ourselves and make those jokes that we want to make and we'll laugh at them together. And if you want to join in and laugh, that's cool. And if you don't, that's fine. We don't have to hang out. And yeah. I think that ability of not caring if people resonate with your personality or your jokes or who you are is one of the most important things in your life to adapt and yeah. to like hold on to because then as soon as you have that you just feel better about yourself and who you are more secure as a person and yeah. you don't let other people dictate how important you are but like that it's so true and everyone that has gone through life can kind of come back to that and that's like, like parents don't take themselves seriously and shit yeah, like that but yeah. like what i think that we had was magic was we had that early we just knew how much we didn't like regular life and how we weren't cut out for yeah, that yeah exactly so like not only did we all have this like undying drive to do anything possible mm -hmm. to like make sure that we were going to be okay. Yeah. Being not above working any random job or like yeah. just putting everything into the band. But we also empowered each other on this level where it was like, we're all shameless. We are not above anything. And instead of ever feeling like you'd be made fun of for something, it was like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And like, it just it felt like this moment of invincibility. We had a family. That, yeah. We really had a family. Dude, that was like, that's what changed my life. It's yeah. like we had that and we brought out the best of each other. Yes. And I also think that we should also credit to some degree having the fans that we did at that time. Un unbelievably, yes. They are the entire reason why we're still like progressing. Like, yeah. And that there's so many people like that I remember from shows on the, like when we would play to nobody dude. that would show up that are still showing up dude because even for me like i wasn't the performer but like we would i mean literally like i'm not exaggerating good shows for us like 30 people was insane but like mm -hmm. it was like 10 to 20 maybe we played a show in detroit to zero people 100 yeah it was like <laughs> the sound guy and then like me and i think marshall came out yeah yeah, because yeah. he was helping us yes like, but like and that was like a couple years into the career like it was a grind but like yeah in the very, very early days, wh whoever found you on YouTube or whatever, like there would be people that would show up. And that was like, that was the missing piece that we couldn't have brought out of each other of like, we have to keep going because at least one person cares. Yeah. And I think that exactly. certain bands didn't get that. And I, I think back to like your early YouTube, like mm -hmm. that was the smartest thing you ever did. Because when we would play these local shows, we always had like, one to 10 people show up. You know what it was uh, that was, I feel like the best compliment I got at the beginning of our band was my favorite band in our local area was the band Select Start. And I honestly recommend listeners right now to go I check. I still go back to it. I, li I listened to uh, Kiss Your Genre Goodbye yesterday. Dude, like it's, 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 they're an incredible band and I, I think they're great people as well. So our first show, I believe they were playing. Yeah, they were playing. And um, a lot of the, like our hometown heroes were playing. July 25th, that's why we called July 25th our set it off birthday. Cause that was our oh. first show. Um, I'll never forget that date because then also is now that coincidentally the date that I proposed to my fiance. So like, it's like a double birthday thing, <laughs> but um, it was our first show ever as a band and they knew that and kids were there and they were singing words to our songs. Yeah. And I think it was Joe is like, yeah, I was like, I didn't understand it. Cause like, I knew it was your first show, but people were already singing along to your songs. And I was like, that is the best compliment I've ever gotten. But like, it was, there was this connection that we were able to develop through online. And I think that's what I love about Twitch right now is like, I feel like, I'm back to my roots. Whoa. Like I really do. I feel like I'm able to just be vulnerable in me online and talk to everybody and everyone's able to get to know me a little bit better and see what makes me tick, yeah. what makes me happy, what makes me sad, what makes me angry, what, what are things I love, what are artists I love, what are 
they all all these sort of things. I've always loved the connection that we can have to our fan base, and I think that's what's kept everyone around for so long because it's genuine. It really is. Dude, like I don't, I I, I don't. We knew it. We always knew it. We were like, we shouldn't be here. Yeah, like, we were like, <laughs> we shouldn't like. We glitched the simulation, yeah. but it was because people cared. And like, we would make these videos and people would be like, that's funny. And like, we like you, so we'll show up. And like, even though so much of our shit wasn't together. Oh, dude, there's certain like, people that like, I think wish we would like go away because they didn't expect this to happen. Like there yeah. was a band, I won't name names, who I remember when we first started out, they were um, booking a tour through the Florida area and they called me up. They're like, hey, will you help us book um, these dates in Florida? And I was, I didn't know how touring worked. I just wanted to go on tour. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that by chance in exchange. Could we hop on your tour? Mm -hmm. And he said, yes. That's right. And I remember hanging up the phone call, screaming at the sky, punching yeah. the air like, oh, we're going on tour. Oh my God, I just secured our first tour. Yeah. So I helped book those like Florida shows. Yep. And then um, we get on this tour with them and then we get to Texas and they start acting weird. And um, we look at our dates on our MySpace and their dates and their MySpace and they don't line up. And we found out they gave us fake dates just so we would help them book the Florida shows. And I think Texas was the next show out to Florida. And they mm -hmm. got us on the first Texas thing, which was a festival. So it's easy. And then the rest were like, oh, they tried to play dumb. Like, oh, man, the promoters. Oh, man. We were so fucked. Like, we had no money. We're in Texas. Yeah. We had to call our parents for money to get home. Yeah. And I remember who that was. Yeah. And I wrote Wolf in Sheep's Clothing about that guy and somebody else that really screwed us over. Because that was my first like wake-up call. It was very naive when we started. I was like, best song makes it to radio, right? Just yeah, write a good yeah, song, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, on the radio. Yeah. And everyone's nice. We're all trying to succeed. And I got a fucking wake-up call to that. Uh, that was like Dude. my first real like punch in the face. Yeah. And then that person ended up forming another band right. and then started to see us that we're not going away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, that was another one of those moments of like from earlier like all right bet all right i'm like yeah. i'm i'm going to make you regret the day you did that yeah and yeah. it was just now that song now wolf is like our most streamed song which I know, is weird yeah. <laughs> shout out thanks bro yeah thanks man <laughs> but yeah like that i think like that we brought that out of each other and then when we would show up and literally anyone would care like that was the missing piece that we couldn't have controlled no. and like it was everything and i love what you said about twitch right now and i feel like there's maybe a slight shift in social media where mm -hmm. for a minute everything had to be polished and it had to be like your most amazing highlight reel. And now it's like, here we are back on Twitch and podcasts. Yeah. Just having long form, honest conversations yes. because it's like people that's connection. And that's like where set it off has always shined because we really always did give a shit. Like yeah. it, it, that was never fake. That was never yeah. because from day one, we were like, dude, thank you like without you like we can't glitch the simulation i know and, like it's, it's gotten me to this point where, like to jump forward you know i had my vocal injury and like my vocal doctor is like he's basically most of the time he's just like dude shut up like mm -hmm. i talk so much and he's i told him like you know i would like go out and talk after the shows and stuff and he's like you have to stop doing that yeah and i hated hearing that yeah. because i want to i want to be like the the punk quote unquote and go i'm going to do it anyways but i realized what it does you know, and now I feel bad because I was the guy that would go outside and talk to every kid after every right. show. And I know I can't do it as much now. And some people I've seen online think I'm like just changing. Yeah, you're like too cool for school. Yeah, and, like, and it's not even the case. It. I just know that like anyone right now go out to a bar tonight or go out to an area where it's loud and yeah. talk over everybody. Yeah. And now before go you do, do that, that for, sing for an hour. Yeah, and, and then go do that for 
30 yes. shows in a row. And I, I hope everyone understands because the love is the same as it's always been. And it makes me feel bad. Well, that's, I again, like, I love that you're finding new ways like Twitch and the podcast. Yeah, like, and, dude, I'm such a huge fan of Talk It Off. Oh, like, the, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> my favorite thing that I've heard people say is like from the people that we've been on tour with is that it just feels like we're sitting in the in the bandwagon yes it, it feels like <laughs> it feels like same as it ever was yeah like, and instantly it's just like yep like whatever stupid jokes and whatever yep. and like it's somehow zach can say one thing and then that tri- max says something and then you're it's a chain reaction the fire and it's just everybody <laughs> like it's it feels like peewee's funhouse of like you say one word and then it's like what are they gonna do Dude, and you i never think like zach is the star of the show oh my god i know like he's like, he's like Obviously, we're all like making our jokes, but dude, Zach is like the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Dude, it's and he's always <laughs> been that. Like, yeah, it's always he really has. It's so sick. <laughs> but this is this is also this is a hard one for me because we've passed our hour mark. Yeah. I try to keep these in an hour, and I look episode one hundred was meant to be a special celebration. Yeah, yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be the standard episode, but now I'm at this spot where I'm like, fuck, like we're gonna have to do this again. Like, oh, we're yes. gonna have to. We're going to have to do a little bit more of the standard where all my friends and talk a little bit more about the progression. Cause like yeah. literally out of the entire set it off story, out of your entire artist career, uh-huh. we got to you dropping out of college and like playing almost halfway getting on. Yeah. Playing a show and getting ditched off of a tour. Yeah, like, we're, we're barely scratching not, the surface. Yeah, yeah. Like we're at maybe 2008. <laughs> still. Yeah. 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 So I feel like that's our only solution is we're going to have to come back and yeah. do with that. But I'm so glad, like it was so fun to, literally take this time and so deeply dive into those early days because yeah. it was so important and as a friend i wanted to understand your side more and it's so cool to hear your side because i'm like that's how it happened Dude, honestly it's like if, i love this because i never get to reminisce on like the older times with especially with someone that's like went through it with me dude but also it's the, one of those things where you don't realize how you feel about something until you start speaking about it and not only that it's just like, you know, as we grow, we change as people, as our personalities. Like yeah. I'm nowhere near the same person I was when I was 19. And so my, who I am now reflecting on it, like how do I see everything and analyze everything? It's really, it's really neat for me. And it's, it's so great to do it with like one of my best friends. So dude, honestly, yeah. it's like, it, it is, it's, I didn't know what to expect from this, but yeah. I knew that we'd be deep in the fields yeah. and I knew that it would just like snake in the grass. <laughs> That's <laughs> Us playing Call of Duty and you being substantially better than me, and <laughs> your gamer tag it was Cody Chaos, even back yeah, then. Right? Yeah, yeah, And it, I would every time you'd kill me, you'd come up from behind, but goddamn it, you snake in the grass, Cody, Cody Chaos. Chaos. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an inside joke forever. Well, let's leave it here. Okay. We'll come back to it. This was amazing. Let's do this again. We got more to talk about. And mm, mm, mm. still there, Feels still good. got it. <laughs> my name's Gil Stoddit, and uh, I still got it. My name's Gil Stoddit, still got it. <laughs> There it is, episode 100, Where Are All My Friends, done, Cody Carson. I really, really liked that one. I hope you did too. If you noticed, we really didn't get into telling his story properly. We went far down memory lane and had a great conversation. But if you are interested in a more traditional episode, Where Are All My Friends episode with Cody, where we just talk about the band come up story and the rest of the progression of the band, we can absolutely do that. He's a very dear friend and he is very willing to come back on. Also, look out for a little cameo. I believe I'll be joining my pals on the Talk It Off podcast, which is probably one of my favorite comedy podcasts. It's just them talking about whatever they talk about, but they are all 
ridiculously funny when you get them together. So look out for that. That'll probably come out right around the time that this comes out or soon after. And I really do want to take a second again just to like talk about and celebrate how special 100 is to me. I remember one of my biggest inspirations for doing this podcast was a show called Short Story Long. And they did a listener Q&A one time and somebody called in asking about starting a podcast. The thing that I remember the most is they said, don't stop no matter what until you get to 52 episodes, which is basically a year. So here we are at 100, which is basically two years. And I think about that and I, I would not stop no matter what until I got to 52 with this. And when I got there, honestly, I felt like I wanted to be further along. I was a little discouraged. But Every single person who had taken the time to send a DM or leave a comment was enough fuel for me to keep going. Like seriously, it is all because of y'all watching and listening. And now here we are a year later at 100 and being honest with you, I thought the podcast would be way further along, but now I look at it and I'm so hopeful because it's still growing more and more every week. And again, that's all because of you guys watching and I cannot begin to explain how much it means to me. Obviously, here I am trying to, so I can begin to explain. But I hope you understand just how much that means. All of that is to say, if you made it this far to the end of it, and if you've been following along on the Where Are All My Friends journey, you know how special it is to me, and you know how much I am appreciative of anyone listening. And if you want to help me grow it and keep it going, the couple things that you can do that are so immensely helpful starts with just subscribing. If you're on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, whatever, just hitting the little subscribe right now. Cool, thank you. And then if you want to go beyond that, you can leave five stars on Apple Podcasts and write a review, like actually take the time to write out a review that helps their algorithm and helps it get discovered. You can leave comments on the YouTube that helps that as well. And if you want to go above and beyond, there is a Where Are All My Friends Patreon. There's a bonus episode from this with Cody of basically just the outtakes and bloopers from the beginning and a little bonus Q&A at the end. Um, and I always work on the Patreon. I always want to make that something really special because if you're giving me any type of donation, I want you to feel like I care. So I also mail anybody who supports like postcards and stickers and all these things. So go check that out if you didn't know that it existed. It is the biggest, best way that you can help this podcast continue to grow and continue to level up. And for me to talk to even more cool guests and put even more time into this, it all starts there. So that is a very, very long winded thank you and explanation of what this is. But again, it's episode 100 and I wanted to get a little personal with y'all and I wanted to share a little bit more and talk a little bit more and just talk about how cool this is because it's 100 episodes. Can you believe that? I don't even want to think about how many hours of editing that is and how many, how many failed Photoshop thumbnails and Zoom hours and compressor research and camera research. It's been a lot. It's been a journey. So thank you guys. That's it. I'll be back next week with another episode and the week after that 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 until 200. And then we're going to get to a thousand. God, 1000. Wow. How many years will that be? I need to stop. I need to chill right now. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week.